0: I've got big max for my hands, got chicken nuggets for legs. I'm a cyborg built for 50p in Mackeys. Strawberry milkshake. <laughs>
1: to this uh, season two episode 19 of the electronic wireless show podcast rock paper shotguns pc gaming podcast and the only podcast you need in my opinion which is that of alice bell and i'm joined this week by james archer hello james hello and nate the McDonald's cyborg (laughs) Crowley.
0: (laughs) greetings would you like to go large (laughs) that's a horrible thing to say sorry i was just starting to think of mcdonald's uh, catchphrases
1: i mean like the thing is though I was envisaging that it wouldn't be; it would be kind of be more like a Frankenstein kind of and Slurpy because it's made of bits of meat and oh yeah, and my innards potato, would be like as know.
0: hot as the sun because there'd be apple pie filling.
1: Yeah, like your body is just a giant apple pie. The pain. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's not, I wasn't thinking robotic unless your kind of central mass is at like a McFlurry machine. One thing you can dispense (laughs) McFlurry ice cream from your nips
0: (laughs) have you seen Renfield yeah you know when Nick Cage is kind of all mangled up and he's healing up as Dracula like like that but with like burger patties and stuff (laughs) horrible that's the real Burger King the Burger Uh, King in yellow
1: terrible film Renfield but not for lack of trying I have a soft spot for it, I think.
0: It had heart. I watched it uh, last it night did. and yeah, it. you're right. Terrible but not for lack of trying.
1: Yeah, I liked the bit where Sonic the Hedgehog is talking to Dracula and Dracula starts doing an evil laugh and, and Sonic the Hedgehog goes are you laughing because you're happy or are you going to fuck me up? Yeah. <laughs> no, that was very funny.
0: That guy, like I've never known someone be more typecast but
1: it's just smashing it every time. Just like a a kind of loser creep, horrid <laughs> boy, and Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> so there you go. You don't need to watch Renfield now, listen. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Done the best bit of the film. Uh, this week we're not actually talking about McDonald's or Dracula's. Um, no, so not, not
0: for lack like of trying on my part.
1: No, but uh, we'll get to what we're talking about in a minute, uh, lads. How are ye? How James? How are you? Uh, Are you I well.
3: I I am well. I'm very well. Um I've I've had a brush with high art these past few days. Ooh, um, a, brush a
0: brush with high art. Very good. I you went to Renfield tea. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: now I, I went to I went to enjoy a night of organ performances at the Royal Albert Hall. See? Uh, uh, which was perfectly enjoyable including an unintentional comedy moment when I don't know how it would work, but one of the organ pipes kept getting stuck, like four notes into one of the performances. So for so for three consecutive attempts, they go something like, and then they like they they tried to clear it, and and um yeah, just, just uh, something like that, like three times in a row, until they just called the intermission a bit early and fixed it during that. Is yeah. uh, that going to
0: have been the Jurassic Park thing? N- no,
3: no. Although I can, I can see, I can see how it. Um,
0: Were they playing? I, I, may, the I may
3: have been yeah. inspired by. It. No, they, they played. Um, uh, they played a bit of Hans Zimmer, like some of the Interstellar soundtrack.
1: Oh, nice! Yeah, oh, fun um were you is it was it the kind of crowd where you could kind of laugh at the organ going wrong or was everyone a bit like oh, 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 oh. no no they're,
3: they're, i think everyone everyone saw the funny side including including okay, the performer good. who was just kind of like playing <laughs> her arms up being like well just broken uh, this historic organ um did he
1: did he play himself off with uh, like, <laughs> uh
3: well it was a she alice uh, sorry and, yeah uh, sorry you No, know, that that that, that would have been that would have been perfect but no um it's it's it,
1: 2023 women can play <laughs> organs <laughs> No,
3: it's is, it is very good i've never actually seen the the royal albert hall organ before it is incomprehensibly enormous they <laughs> began they began the show of a like a videoed guided tour uh showing one of the performers walking around inside the organ and it was like it's like what i imagine the inside of a Bain blade tank from Warhammer is like just <laughs> brass and iron everywhere.
0: See, this is the thing with organs. I think it's high time we like elevated them to their full potential because they're a ludicrously old invention. Saying that's that amazing, mm. like you know, they basically create like the kraken of musical instruments, it's even got this weird <laughs> eldritch primal name, the organ. <laughs> and then for like the first 700 years of its life, we just got 90% incredibly tame, sort of bucolic, like worship music. And, like, you know, you get a few bangers, like, um, <laughs> what's the is it, Takata, Bug, something? And it sounds like, yeah, oh, yeah, proper baddie music. That's great, <laughs> but there's not much of that. I think it's high time we started getting mega with organs.
1: What would be your preferred organ? Usage,
0: uh, the soundtrack to Dark Tide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it fucking slaps. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, okay. I'd, we need to figure Actually, out how to Dun- provide... Dungeon Keeper
0: 2, That that had uh, a, you know forgettable sequel, but great soundtrack. A lot of organs on that.
3: We need to we figure out how to introduce like overdrive pedals into the into the function of an organ.
0: What would a church organ sound like going entirely through a wah-wah pedal?
3: <laughs> um, a choir of angels that have all just simultaneously stubbed their toes. <laughs> oh, wow. oh so, <laughs> the well. Yeah. One, one, one last fun fact about the organ, and then we'll move on. Um, yeah. It weighs 150 tons, which is equivalent to 224,000 tons. 215 Steam decks or Did you work that out? (laughs) Yes, or 1,325 rock, paper, shotgun hardware
1: editors
0: (laughs) And coincidentally I think about two thirds of a blade.
1: (laughs) There you go And
0: Nate, how have you been? Yeah, yeah, pretty solid Had the old half term Um, Did the old 2 Zoo week which I liked. We went down to Chester Zoo.
1: Um, Ah, the old zoo squared. Yeah,
0: it was grand. I had a lovely pineapple drink. Uh, I saw the bit that burned down, but has risen like a phoenix full of orangutans (laughs) from the ashes. Uh, None of the orangutans were burned (laughs) and resurrected. I hasten to add they all survived.
1: What what a zoo, though, if they (laughs) I'd go...
0: Imagine if there was just a zoo necromancer. It's like, oh, one of the That'd giraffes be has yeah. beefed it off the old mortal coil again. Can you can you sort him out, Derek? Just come to some enchanted hay.
1: Yeah, I love that. That's good. That's a video game. That's Derek it. the Zoo Necromancer. Someone do that. Yeah, good bit. Good, good game. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I uh, I haven't really been doing anything. I got we got some plants, uh, a sort of couple like month and a half so I go. I, The one I've got is already dying, um, but I know why. It's a ZZ plant. I think I overwatered it. It doesn't need much water, so I'm just not going to water it. Yeah,
0: okay. you go. Do you want any Started.
1: aquatic plants that you could put in vases and stuff? Oh, never thought about that.
3: My oh, they're, uh, yeah, they're self watering.
1: Self-watering plants. My brother in law has made a sort of indoor garden in uh my brother's flat by getting like really pretty little glass spheres and, and then putting them on the wall and then growing plants out of them so you can see the root structure and stuff. He's oh, very good. Oh
0: that's lovely.
1: Yeah. I'm essentially a
0: horticulturalist now with a dangerous goby side hustle.
1: <laughs> 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 I just love the idea of you. Like having a big trench coat and then opening it, up being like you want to buy a Gobi
0: The little salt you know? flopping around like Rolex. Yeah. I had a. a
1: Stay f- away from the man. We've
0: had a population <laughs> crash actually in the original boiler. I'm really glad I did the um. I did the Gobi diaspora a couple of months back because uh well something went something went bad in the Thunderdome, Alice.
1: Oh so, no! Um, what happened?
0: I don't know, but we're not going to get another hero in there, I don't think. It's um, Oh, no. Blitz. There seem to be two gobies surviving hilariously, and they are a male and a female, so we've got another nightmare biblical Adam and Eve situation on our hands. Are you sure but- this isn't a job well. for
3: Derek the zoo necromancer?
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. See, this is why I've got backup gobies <laughs> and tanks around the house. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um uh well jolly good. Uh so we've all been we've all been doing equally interesting things this week. That's what I took away from that discussion.
2: <laughs>
1: uh except you, Nate, have done a very interesting thing. Uh you went to the UK Games Expo, didn't you? I did. I met Necron there. That's brilliant, because what we're going to talk about this week, is the tabletop game. Aha, uh-huh, board game. Uh-huh, uh-huh. My best segue yet.
0: <laughs> it was amazing. That was an evil Knievel of a segue, soaring gracefully over the sting.
1: Yeah, so this week, uh, I, I think it's from, in fact, the UK Games Expo, but there's going to be a board game version of Terraria. Like a, a kind of, yeah, it's got a lot of cards. It's physical. It's in meat space, um, and it was, uh, I believe, shown at the UK Board Game Expo. An early alpha prototype. Uh, it, Crowdfunder is coming, and the devs don't expect the game will ship this year. But it was, yeah, hands on. At the UK Games Expo, the official announcement speaks of faithfully combining the digital games, biome exploration, character progression, base building and epic combat with tabletop mechanisms alongside a fresh new art style, which is a lot of stuff to pack into a board game, Uh, but we will see. Uh, The unofficial details from UK Expo goers speak of NPCs that show up when you meet certain requirements, like in the video game, uh, along with randomly placed map tiles and victory conditions that players themselves decide on at the start. All of this could wind up changed or cut by the time the game emerges from its proto form, but it seems to primarily be a card-playing affair with photos from Reddits that were there showing action cards uh, that replicate generic and specific elements <coughs> from Terraria. So one lets you jump, another gives you health regen, um, if you're within X squares of a campfire, things like that. Um, did you see it, Nate? Did you see the very thing I'm going to talk about?
0: <clears throat> I did. It's, um, artistically speaking, I think it's quite a beautiful adaptation. Um, the use of epic as an adjective in any marketing copy immediately turns me into that one meme of Ghost <laughs> from Call of Duty looking unimpressed. Um, <laughs> but, you know, <sighs> the problem is, I. There's, there's, quite a lot of novels getting adapted into board games, like sort of mid-card sci-fi novels. Um, yeah. It seems to be a lot of stuff is suddenly meeting the board game adaptation threshold. And I find the business of adaptation really interesting. But I, I'm going to confess something. I find it really hard to get enthusiastic about playing board games Because there's an awful lot of sitting, waiting for other people to make decisions. And either I'm a tosser or can legitimately claim neurodiversity here, but I just haven't got time in my life for waiting for other people (laughs) to decide how to reach victory in a meaningless context.
1: Dork-ass losers (laughs) not knowing what they want to do next.
0: Well, yeah, I always just play... You know, whenever I play a board game, it's like I choose... Really OTT strategy and go, like YOLO on it from from the word go, and then I'm either like dead or victorious within half an hour, and can but, do something else. I don't know. Do you like board
1: games? I like some board games in context. I don't. I don't have the patience for um. God, what's the the really huge long uh space one Twilight oh, Imperium? Is that yeah. the one? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Twilight Imperium fucking rancid I got stuck in a barn yeah. playing that
0: once and like only the quality of the people I was with saved the game at all I had no idea what was happening
1: yeah my my old housemate had people over to play it and we basically like couldn't use the kitchen table for like 18 hours or something um, but I like the fun kind of more party you know like the kind of kittens in a blender that kind of stuff and um, things like you know code names and oh, stuff code like names that are sick, are,
2: actually,
1: yeah. yeah or like um the art heist one cash and guns where you have like a little pretend gun and you it, and they the turnover is quite quick and the rounds are quite quick i like cashing guns actually because i would always go like really over top when when the time came <laughs> like to like pull your gun cash and guns listener is a game where you're stealing stuff from other players and you also have um, every round you make decisions and you decide whether you're gonna point your gun at someone else with a loaded uh, bullet in it or with a click uh, but you have to like physically point your gun at whoever you're, it's a little foam thing, it's not real obviously uh, and me and one of my group of friends would always properly go kind of like, get on the floor, get on the ground! like you know. <laughs> see that Which sounds not... grand I think the diagnostic
0: or, and this is a very hot take, for a good board game, is if wrestler Macho Man Randy Savage ran through the room <laughs> and kicked over the table you were playing on. If you could get things back on track within 120 seconds, that's a great game.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're
0: still picking up, like, intricate fractal wooden donkeys off the floor 15 minutes later, you know.
1: I do. I like Settlers of Catan as well. You know, I played that a lot when I was at university. Um, and uh, that was fun, and I, you know, I think the it does a lot depend on who you're playing with as well. Like D and D, you know, like if you're in a group with dickheads, then it's not fun.
0: Yeah, because that could be the um, most moribund thing in the world, can't it? Oh, Trudging yeah. through like a Pathfinder introductory campaign with a load of kids. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and you always get a rules lawyer who's like, "I think you're fined." No, we're just trying to have fun. Shut up. Um, what else did you see at the expo then, Nate? Did you see anything? Um, I spent a long, interest? a long time buying
0: small replica garden sheds for my orcs. Um, of course. <laughs> I bought some little crabs as well to go in them. In garden sheds? Yeah, you know, like those lovely sort of like um, framework sheds, like an A frame shed with like potting sheds, yeah. basically. Yeah. I'm basically going to use a load of those but use miniature razor wire all over it and so it's like a crab dome.
1: oh my god
0: and have like goblins with boxing gloves in there like dueling the crabs while orcs bet on it uh, so yeah um, you know while all these fascinating things were being announced that's what I was doing um, no I was really interested in uh, what I picked up on particularly um, there are Tons of, like, character creation aids and, like, setting creation aids. And, you know, this is largely for sort of tabletop role-playing. Um mm. But it was a lot of, you know, resources aimed at making DMs and players have more fun being creative coming up with stuff. Which is interesting, because oh, it's fun. a whole kind of meta industry that yeah. I haven't particularly been aware of before. But it's... um. It's a big deal now. Uh,
1: ah.
0: yeah, I picked up um, a bunch of copies of Orc Borg by Grant Howitt, which I'm going to gift to people. That's actually, I'll, I'll that's, shut up about that because that's, that's, that's my recommendation. This week.
1: Yeah, okay, all right, good. Uh, but yeah, tons
0: um. of video game conversions as well. I'm struggling to think of examples now, but it's funny you mentioned the Terraria one because that seemed to be. Like, I think funnily enough it's quite a lot of games that have had successful Kickstarters and things are now yeah. just replicating it with a board game conversion. Terraria, was that a crowdfunded effort? It was at least early uh, access, wasn't
1: it? Ooh Yeah I wanna say yeah. But you I know, the you point get, it, stands, it, I yeah.
0: guess. It's a developer with you know whose big game had like an entrepreneurial start.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting, James. Have you? Are you a a, a boardsman? <laughs> uh,
3: not not habitually. Um, I I enjoy the social as the social aspect of playing board yeah. games. If I'm in if I'm invited to play board games, I generally will. I won't be like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you no. <know>, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I used to go to um, like board game nights uh, at a previous workplace, and uh, I think played a bit in uni. So yeah, so. I I I guess I see it kind of like um, drinking, like I, like I wouldn't like I, would, like I wouldn't I wouldn't do it for fun. But if someone if someone invites me to go out on a, a board game lash, eh, maybe yeah. good company.
0: I can see. Slash, that. Slash. I th- I do think it's you know going back to the thing about like things that are overly intricate, and there being a place for them. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure of the logic of... Well, you read the feature list of that Terraria adaptation. That's a lot. and See, the amazing thing about computers is we've invented these metal minds that can do lots of repetitive tasks, so we don't have to, and we can just enjoy mm. like the lovely brain chemicals of having achieved them. So it seems very odd to then turn that into a massive engine made out of bits of press-out cards that you have to operate <laughs> for yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, we do have a list of on RPS of... Uh, it's a little bit out of date now, so we'll update it soon. But it's some of the best uh, board games that made the jump the other way, mm. as it were. And uh, are now PC games, uh, and so you've got your obviously like your um Magic the Gathering. I used to play Magic when I was at university because I was very cool. Um, it's a cool uh, game, and that is it. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well, it is because there's Warhammer it's cards a... now. So. It's sort of like Dungeons and Dragons. Where like I really like Dungeons and Dragons, but it's Dungeons and Dragons is like the worst system i think like the d20 system is shocking (laughs) i think it's really Mm -hmm. bad um but uh yeah um so there's that um there's stuff like ticket to ride which is uh a game about building um train links across the great united states i've actually got a soft spot
0: Uh, for that one irl if i'm
1: on yeah Yeah. do you think it would translate well to a vidya
0: very much, yeah, I would actually give that a go. In fact well, that that once... is one of the ones where it's like, oh great, I can have the metal the metal mind do all the boring bits. Uh, I can just do so... like, you know, logistics contemplation.
1: <laughs> so what's for the for the reader at home, what's the uh the kind of vibe of that one? Um, you're making a
0: basically imagine if you're a spaghetti breeder trying to Create the single longest, most convoluted noodle, um, in a sort of a sure. pasta battle royale. Only now, imagine the spaghetti is trains, um, and in- instead of chefs, you're capitalists. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're trying to grow your rail network. You know, connect. You'll have like secret objectives, like connect Bum City and Atlanta, and you. You know, other people can thwart you by cutting off your lines, and you know it's it, it, it's all that kind of. But that was a terrible explanation. You're doing trains. You make you're making the metal doing roads. Doing trains for the long men.
1: You're doing trains. I mean, the the number one and this people talk about this being great all the time is Root, which is uh, as is noted in the article. It's so popular a board game that whenever a new run of it is released in the world, it goes out of stock almost immediately. Um. Hang on, I've it's never played a, this. What's right? It's a strategy game where you control a faction of like woodland creatures trying to gain control of this big woodland um wilderness and the Marquis de cat who's the baddie harvesting the forest to he's he's sort of like a Saruman, right? He's trying to increase industrial expansion. Has um, this got some like red wall vibes? Yeah, kinda. And okay. You know, you can gain victory points in different ways. It's slightly asymmetric. Uh, You know, it's it's apparently a very good game and I've never played it ever. Yeah, I've so well, yeah, never heard of either place. iteration. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, like maybe one of the most widely played currently, I guess, is uh, Baldur's Gate 3, which is pretty... I mean, all those games are pretty straightforwardly just Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is really leaning into that and you have like visible dice rolls and stuff where you literally click on a D20 on screen to see what happens. Um, but what about... Are there any video games that we think would be good as board games? James, do you have any favourite video games that you would uh, bring to a physical space? I I, I don't know about my favourite
3: games um i was thinking maybe a a game i kind of like uh might work is brilliant (laughs) (laughs) is a death stranding um oh oh my god i'm not i'm not not sure why this like jumped out to me so much but you could have like each player as a a differently colored miniature northern readers Norman Reedus uh (laughs) start in each corner of the board and they'd have to navigate across you know the perils of high hills and Big ditches and such like, and yeah, navigate across the board uh, and cooperate uh, to build supply lines with each other. Or Ooh. maybe you could betray other Norman Reeduses and sabotage their deliveries to establish your company as the premier post apocalyptic courier service.
2: Now, I see love that sounds
1: great. Everyone's Norman Reedus is a, such a selling point. <laughs>
3: I don't, I don't oh, know so it's yeah. some kind I think you need some kind of interplayer relationship building um that would yeah. that would satisfy um sans definition of a <laughs> strand game
0: what about if you made it like you know how like in monopoly you got the different what, objects you hmm. could have like different like well-known post-apocalyptic couriers like Kevin Costner and the postman um, <laughs> and like all duking it out on the people from, is it Station 11, Station 19? Yeah. The one about traveling and yeah. Shakespeare's. You know, you could do it all itinerant providers of information in post collapse societies. <laughs> really broaden the scope. But yeah, I'd, I want to play that more than Death Stranding.
1: Yeah, me too. I was thinking, you could, well, of course, my, one of my favourite video games of all time, uh, Vampire the Masquerade, is itself a, a TRPG, um, where you play a, vamp- a sexy, sexy vampire. Um, I was thinking, because I play a lot of power washing sim, you could do like a power wash th- thing where it's sort of like a monopoly where everyone's competing <laughs> to have the best power washing company. <laughs> have you right? seen this
0: 40k power washing sim?
1: I thought you bring we mentioned it last week. It's another reason I was upset that you weren't here. Are you excited by that? Gurning with
0: excitement, yeah. I mean, the Road (laughs) game game's good and all, but. (laughs) (laughs) But. (laughs) With what you said about Power Washing
1: Simulator, brikey. Mate, I play so much of it. It's not, it's not, it's a bit upsetting. And it's funny because I complained about Diablo 4 letting you feel like you like you play for hours and you haven't achieved anything and i've sunk many hours into power washing them but i feel like i've achieved something at the end of it because something that was dirty is now clean Do you know mm. how <laughs> I totally how would you understand
3: how how would you how would you translate the the catharsis feeling of getting something nice and clean into a board game
1: so you could i was think you could have like Tiles that on one side, like, and it's like you know, like a van that's reader. So you could be six tiles, and then you turn over a tile, like, and reveal the clean bit, and then you. Oh you yeah. Know, oh, here's an you idea.
0: Go. You could have like a picture of a thing, almost like a sort of a jigsaw, but with like a grid over it, and you could have like little semi-translucent tiles ah. of different levels of translucency, which are like grime color there's so many tiles. So you'd have to spread out your grimes on the, the image, like randomly, <laughs> so that might have more grime in some places than others. And so you, you'd have procedurally are you generated saying,
1: dirt. Are you saying it like that because of that tweet about how Elon Musk says grime? Yes. Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: grimes. <Grams>. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
0: I identify Chappie so often when we're watching films that aren't Chappie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> OG
0: Dwarf Fortress would make for a beautiful board game if it was something with Very... tiles,
1: like a, 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 a splinted black,
0: s- so... like the, the ASCII characters' colours.
1: But it's so complicated though. Ah,
0: but that's the thing, you wouldn't be attempting to faithfully recreate your fortress. It'd be, I think it'd be nice as a kid's game. Like, you know, you, you know, the format of games, uh, Carcassonne is the, the, the thing that yeah comes first to mind where it's like drawing tiles to expand uh, a tableau that's on the board. So you'd be like drawing tiles of tunnel, but like, oh no, there's a frog fighting here. Or this is just a cat and a dragonfly because um, Dwarf Fortress is like a story generator so again if is like a kids mm. thing it'd be like you know a dwarf's trying to get through a tunnel and you lay down the cards and you tell a little story as you go but I've got quite a few little games like that that I play with Tally that are basically just like you know prompts for storytelling and combined with you know just how abstractly pretty the original Dwarf Fortress was I think that'd be nice <laughs> oh,
1: yeah I can see that Oh I hate yeah. it when
0: I have a sincere idea. Feels feels No, okay. It's a pinball uh, table but <laughs> <laughs> Sonic. No,
1: hang on, that's the Sonic table. <laughs> right uh, let's move on to talk about what we've been playing this week. It feels like we're winding down <laughs> on this Yeah, there's this only side. silence left at this party. <laughs> Uh, this week I, lads, have been playing Amnesia the Bunker. Ooh. Um, yeah, my review should be up now. It should have been up on Monday, but I had an Irish bank holiday, so I apologise for the day-lateness of my review. I hear it's but, good. Um, do you know what? It really is. I, it It's different to the other amnesia games in the you know in those it was sort of linear progression like you get to a new area of like a horrible dungeon or whatever and then you walk from one side of it to the other and try not to get minced by a you know a pain robot or a flesh torture monster um and you know there are puzzles along the way and you know things like that this is It's sort of a bottle episode. So the last game was um, Amnesia Rebirth, which was um, a bit of a... I found it a slightly laboured metaphor to do with like motherhood and stuff like that. And, you know, you were afraid of the dark in it still and things like that. Um, But it sort of wrapped up the story, which at this point is quite a complex story about basically like Cenobites that are immortal by creating, you know, pain milk out of people from <laughs> t- it's like was you this know, the, one in monsters... the series
0: with like the pork engine
1: yeah yeah that's the one um that was a sort of side and offshoot but this it basically the story is that uh, you know monsters inc yeah. um where so imagine if instead of discovering that if they made the kids laugh it made more energy they discovered that if they tortured the children and their parents it created a a kind of Star Wars blue milk that made you immortal. That's um, <laughs> that, basically. Do you know this blue <laughs> <So> Nesquik this... now, Dubs? Yeah,
0: it's there. It looks what exactly like that bullshit off Last Jedi. Raspberry flavour.
1: Yeah, I'm going to get some. Yeah, do. Um, uh, and so the story's been quite complex, and it's all sort of about how these people are sort of, a, they're in an alternate dimension. They've just existed throughout time. And sometimes one of their monsters or they bleed into our reality. And um, the last game was set in like 1938 or like late 30s. This is like a, a bottle episode, like a little enclosed thing that's set during the First World War where basically it's sort of the theme is man's inhumanity to man, you know, because like the First World War is so horrible that we sort of create accidentally create our own pain milk, and bleed through a bit of the other world, kind of, uh, because of all the horribleness going on in the, in the First World War, and you know torturing and you know captured soldiers and things. So, you are a French soldier called Henri, and the f- the opening cutscene is a lot of people shouting Henri very <laughs> Frenchly. um it's and you end up trapped.
0: Common, common trope that, like World War One, being like either accidentally or co-opted as like a yeah. cult ritual. It's cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and so you end up trapped in a bunker, which was, you know, your site. It's a French bunker, and it has like a hospital ring and stuff. Um, and it, it's a warren of little mazes, and it attaches to even deeper tunnels. Um, and you have to get out by getting some dynamite and a plunger for the dynamite exploder to blast your way out of the the exit which has been blocked because the uh, officers fled and left all the the enlisted soldiers to be eaten by this monster that's trapped in there with you and so consequently it's almost like a metroidvania because you are going around the same bit of the bunker you have like a sort of safe room uh, and you go back there and there's a little generator there that you can fill with oil to turn the lights on because the the monster doesn't like the light so there's a, a sort of upper area where you're kind of safe a bit safer because it, it, if as long as you keep the lights on it doesn't kind of like going there um but then you know later on the lights you get deeper and maybe the lights aren't working there are horrible little flash rats uh you have a hand wound torch that you can wind up but it makes noise which will attract the monster to you
0: this sounds like it, bad time Really good. It is bad a, time.
1: Yeah, 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 it's a love hate time. It's it's a little so you you open up new areas and you know you'll find something to open a door, but you're you're sort of running around the same bit over and over again, and your objective, which is based to get the dynamite of the plunger, is, does not change. Like that's that's what you have to do, man, and you're gonna have a bad time doing it. Oof. Um, and uh, it's almost almost a bit immersive simi because it doesn't really help you very much you have to like look at stuff you pick up and read you know journal entries and stuff to find the codes you need and things like that and you, like really you really have to pay attention hmm. uh they do say at one point like because you, know, you can pick stuff up and move stuff around and they're sort of like if you think you can do something you probably can't yeah not eh. it's not quite that detailed like i tried to uh the, one of the first things i did was like there was a burning cigarette in like a, a Ashtray, and I was like, Can I pick that up and like do something with it? No, but you can, you know, lay down oil like pour oil on the floor and set fire to it. Um, you can shoot doors. You can, the most useful thing you can do is pick up like a big brick and use that to batter down locked doors. But this it's, sounds it's not 100% as
0: like one I'll enjoy watching a let's play of, it sounds yeah, very stressful, yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, very it, entertaining. No, it is...
1: It does have an easier mode uh, where you have a bigger inventory because you only have six squares in your inventory and you have to choose what you're going to carry, you know. Um, And then you can go back to your little home area and put stuff away. Um, It, Yeah, so it has an easier mode that has a bigger inventory and, you know, you'll be less chased by the monster. Um, But it's a very, I'd say like four to six hours... The first time you play, it. I was I was at the higher end of six because I am a rat fuck coward, um, <laughs> but uh, it's really and just like the f- it's much more focused. Uh, it's doing something kind of slightly different for the series. I really mm. enjoyed it. I think it's good. It sounds a bit uh, um, alien
3: isolationy with the way you have the monster works. Yeah! I was thinking that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Is it? Yeah, is it, it a it, good monster? Yeah. It's you, you kind of don't catch sight of it that often because if you're too close you don't want to be too close to it but you can see it sometimes um i think and i have thought <laughs> that they are a bit silly looking but it's like a big hulking kind of mutated flash man. it's sort of like you know when someone transforms into a werewolf and like halfway through they're sort of like big hulking sort of oh, okay tumorous like, like still like still
3: wearing way. most of their clothes but it's uh they have hair come out kind, their ears yeah and, yeah
1: like, not that furry yet, yeah. but just kind of a mutated man. Um, it's a bit like that. Um, but it's it's good, you know? I, I mm. like frictional games. I I do still want to see them do something different, I believe they are working on something different. Because um, I just, you know, I know doing entries in the series is a surefire way to kind of get yourself economically stable, you know? And this is a really good one. It's, it's it's a bit like if you've never played an amnesia game before you'll be like what the fuck is going on why is this happening what is what is the significance of this blue water like there's like four or five now right yeah yeah it's quite a few but it's also a good one to play because it is i think a good game you know and it's very compact and it's bottled off away from the rest of the series a little bit so yeah it's it's a good one um yeah there you go i've talked a lot about that now (laughs) james what have you been playing this week
3: uh I haven't played Dablo before. Um, of course, yeah. Because I'm professionally uh required to. Um now how it's... many
0: Satans have you, the <laughs> devils?
3: Uh oh, um like pro- proper Satan tier satans, like none yet. But um <laughs> I- I've I've killed I've killed some uh, I've killed some insane peasants, believe you me. Uh <laughs> <laughs> now, it's, uh, I, I mean, I, I kind of agree with you. Alice. like it. It hasn't really. It doesn't evoke any strong emotions yeah. either way. It's. It's like superficially, um. I guess fun. Um. Yeah. yeah it, it never really feels like particularly meaningful. Also, is it. It especially didn't click for me until I started playing on the Steam Deck, or more speci- really? or more specifically, I think with gamepad controls. Because something, something like I, something I've always felt with these kinds of um, like top-down games, um, is I don't, I often don't feel like I'm really controlling my person directly. It's like I, cl- it's like I click on a badge or something, and then I watch mm. my ca- my character perform an action. Um, uh, a friend of mine put it very well. when I was telling him about this last night. He said on mouse and keyboard, it can feel like playing an RTS where you only have one person.
2: <laughs> um
3: but but with 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 power controls everything feels a lot more direct um yeah. and al- almost kind of like um yeah more more meaningful because you know i have to be i have to make sure i'm facing facing the enemy for like my shots to connect um it just feels i guess a bit more a bit ugh. It's, this is such a, this is such a hard thing to describe because I I know mm. loads of Diablo players and we listen to something like, like this is total bullshit like mouse and keyboard is fine you rube yeah yeah, um, yeah I don't know it just it just feels it just feels more more natural to press like a face button to do a spell than to like reach reach up on my keyboard and press two I don't I don't know is <laughs> is
0: no it always felt like um a pad game to me well the the whole franchise is just like I was the same with like Hades and anything. Sort of pseudo-isometric running yeah. around the like. Oh yeah, just, Hades, like, is, like, Hades as well. Like. I have to use a use a pad for things like that, so I, yeah, I well understand that. Yeah, I mean, I that's I'd, interesting. I
3: I I, mean, I don't I don't dislike it. I've actually like said to my friends like, would anyone be interested in playing it with me? Um, because it, you know, I'm uh, the the actual dungeon diving is kind of is kind of in interesting. Um, mm. and i I'm curious to see how it plays out with. More than me and my team of skeleton lads, uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you're necro. I'm a yeah. Fight necro. Yeah, um, a
1: much maligned class, but I re- I really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh,
3: um, no, maybe not a great podcast game because I I it, like I say it doesn't ev- <laughs> it doesn't evoke any strong feelings <laughs> one way or the no, other for me. It, I, it just exists.
1: I wonder if it's to do because like the younger people on RPS. And by younger, I mean like, early 20s, right? Like, Mm. I I know I'm not ancient. I'm not saying that we're we're all old. But, like, you know, people who are maybe only a few years out of uni sort of thing or or school or whatever, they are liking it a lot more. And I wonder if it's just because we feel the pull of the grave. (laughs) 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 It might (laughs) indeed just be a young person's game. (laughs) Which is, like... <laughs> just aware that our time is finite, <laughs> and we maybe maybe, maybe we we'll not have twelve hours to spaff <coughs> on this game.
2: I
3: do, I do. Maybe actually, cause I, I do feel like I care a lot more about, especially builds. Um, mm. if I were if I were my younger self, like I I I don't I don't care for <laughs> I don't care for builds. My current playthrough, I'm just operating on vibes.
1: Yeah. I like, oh, yeah, yeah. ah, I
3: like the sound of that. I put a point in that.
1: I should probably have a full, I did,
3: full bar of abilities. I'll put a point in that just to fill it out. Yeah.
1: I, I did try and optimize my build a little bit. Uh, one of the best things about it, I think, is that you can fully respec, like basically whenever you want, mm. um, which does help when you're playing with other people as well, because you can respec to sort of work better together. Um, and it, it is better playing with someone, because at least then you can talk talk to someone else about it. <laughs> um, yeah. I, yeah. I was a hater. But um, it's fine. I think yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll
0: you tell you yeah. what, what. did evoke some strong feelings? Um, I played something quite unusual this week. The um, oh, yeah. there is a VR parlor in Central Birmingham, um, which seems very much sort aimed at like, you know, stag slash hen parties and things. But yeah. Ashley and I decided to go in for a win. Um. So we uh tally was being looked after and we thought well let's let's see if this is incredibly embarrassing. Um it wasn't it was lovely we played the, the that one VR zombie game Arizona Sunshine um
2: oh yeah uh, and yes. it's
0: meant to be like an escape room that you do while fending off zombies but one thing I really love about Ashley and permit me to just be a little mushy here is she's one hundred percent about committing to the bit. Um, like I am with things and we never have to communicate this so we went in ignored the escape room entirely and just stood there <laughs> like people with like serious personality disorders <laughs> just like doing Carl Urban from Judge Dreadface, face <laughs> and just building a wall of bodies around us and occasionally the staff would get on the microphones and be like so, you, uh, do you want any help, guys? with Where to find the food? <laughs> I was like, no, we're just enjoying the bloodshed. <laughs> God. So, we ended up for a full hour just, just shooting just... zombies in a room and then took the head surf and was like, well, that was, that was very cathartic, <laughs> wasn't it, it, darling? Yes, it was. <laughs> and that was it. That was the full depth of processing of the experience. Fucking marvellous.
3: And that's the story of how Nate and Ashley are no longer allowed back at the VR cafe in
0: Birmingham. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh. I did a horrible goblin laugh there. But yeah, that was very much recommended.
1: There you go. I don't know if everyone will have exactly the same experience as you, but... (laughs) Speaking of VR, let's move into uh, the hardware section. Yes.
3: VR headsets are making a bit of a comeback this week. Uh, Meta just announced the Meta Quest 3 yesterday. Uh, Apple announced the Vision Pro headset, which is their first VR headset. Although it's not... Um, it's As you can probably guess, it being Apple, it is not a PC VR headset. Yeah. Um, But it'll probably be a big deal anyway, because it's Apple. Um, So the Quest 3, other than adding augmented reality, or AR, is a pretty straightforward upgrade on the Meta slash Oculus Quest 2. It is a VR headset that you can play hooked up to a PC or wirelessly, if you just want to play, like, smaller-scale games. Um, The Vision Pro is probably weighted more towards AR than VR, Um, though... I, I imagine someone will figure out how to play pc games on it eventually um I'd I want to talk about it because it's just the absolute maddest thing I've ever seen Apple make <laughs> um it it projects an image of your eyes onto the front of the headset as if it were just a piece of clear glass so anyone like l- <laughs> looking at you sees your eyes but Wait, it's not that was
0: a projection
3: but it's not but it's not this this is the thing it's not actually your eyes it it has, like, sensors in the headset, I think, that look at your eye shape and, like, your iris colour and your skin colour and things like that, and then builds almost an identical picture of your eyes, or, like, an approximation of your eyes, which it then beams onto the glass. So, Why? <laughs> so it's it's supposed to let you converse with other people, like, in the room while allowing them to, I guess, still read your facial expressions. For but can the per- you
0: choose to have, like, lizard eyes?
3: I don't think so. Because <laughs> if
0: it's going to go to all that effort and won't let me have a lizard time. <laughs> well, well, yeah.
3: this, this it, it's, it's, it's meant to, you know, I guess maintain uh, the, the normalcy of a conversation when one person is wearing a, a giant ski mask, but it just ends up looking can, I mean, unnerving.
1: <laughs> the, imagine the amount of work that went into that feature. Uh, uh, to create something absolutely fucking useless, mm. like
0: we're just at the point where we don't need any more inventions. Yeah,
1: <laughs> oh, I agree. Ironically, stop making stuff.
0: It's not really. We're okay. Like, there's more stuff in the world than anyone could try in one lifetime. Just stop inventing things. Hmm. Do something it's you enjoy. They, always,
1: they they invent stuff that's stupid that no one needs as well. It's like every time some tech bro is like. What if there was a machine that dispensed food and you're like, what like the fucking shit house vending machine at every train station where I get Twix? We like they just reinvent <laughs> buses every six months. It was
0: like in the, the 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 trailer for the Apple thing. It was like, All of your favorite apps, but right there in your space. And that's like, wow, great. all of the Wii in your bladder, but Right there in an astronaut helmet that's trapped on your head. I don't want apps floating around in front of me.
1: It's just all these mega rich people who've never had to interact with the world ever in the way that normal people do. So just every so often they're like, wouldn't it be amazing if you could go somewhere and order food and they bring it to you already cooked, you know, like <laughs> Well, because I was looking at in the trailer as well, It's always someone sitting in like an
0: ultra clean, spacious you know, white to beige apartment and it's like okay, now what if there was like three day old Chinese there and like, you know a lot of books on the floor or like a yeah. kids just shat themselves or, <laughs> you know, there's a there's a shedding cat. Like, you know, you add any disorder into these environments and the product just appear to create even
1: more clutter and misery. It's ridiculous. Boo! Stop it. I'm Boo! A- Boo to your hardware, James.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'm I, di- a bit disappointed in both of these headsets because neither of them really focus on making VR gaming better. Um, like, ni- neither of them are the heir to the Valve Index in making this really strong... Um, like game specific kit. The quest free is still using one controllers, so you don't get that really fine finger tracking like you get on the index. Um and the Vision Pro like does have really good hand tracking, or looks like it does, but it only lets you play stuff on the Apple Arcade store. So neither of those really are what I want from a new VR headset. Um they also have a massive focus on AR, which still like you know, we we just said like still seems still still seems quite metaversey and rubbish Mm. um the only reasonably compelling games application of ar they've shown is um playing appropriate enough for this episode um on the quest free playing a tabletop game on an actual table which (laughs) which is cool but then is that sufficiently distinct from just playing a tabletop game outside of you're in your house by yourself instead of surrounded by friends you know i don't yeah i I, would
1: say no i guess
3: I i guess i just didn't see the appeal Oh. Oh. i'm i' trying to i'm trying to i i, I am trying to approach them i well, approach the quest free because the vision pro is not p c hardware and that's not my problem um but i i <laughs> i'll try to approach you with an open mind i just oh uh, i just wanted a new ideally cheaper alternative to the valve index yeah and tell just... me how
0: you feel I'm... as if you're a cowboy
3: um, i feel as if i'm a cowboy who Wants a uh, just, just a really nice tin of beans, but only keeps finding <laughs> only keeps finding tins of beans with like chunks of onion in it or
0: And he's not an onion loving cowboy. Or,
3: or dead spiders or something, yeah. Um and then Found a
0: centipede and some foie gras. Oh hmm. god. I know, nightmare.
3: <laughs> that's not the that's not quite the squished animal you want in foie gras.
0: Yeah. Talk yeah. about relatable <laughs> humor, folks.
1: <laughs> I we got um one of the Valve VR headsets when it was first out when I was a video gamer, and I was like, "This is really cool," but like, we had to clear like the whole studio to set it up, mm. um, and make a big enough space. And uh, I also get VR motion sick, which is not ideal. And also, and I've said this before, no VR headset works if you are anyone who wears makeup (laughs) because you just take it off and then you have a big like goggle shaped imprint in your foundation and and also also the headset now has foundation on it as well so yeah solve that problem (laughs)
3: nerds (laughs) No, they're too too busy too busy making um Identicate uh, approximations of your face to put to put on the yeah, outside.
1: Exactly. Will they p- fucking? Will the face have makeup on it? Uh, uh, a, a lizard with makeup. You
0: know? That's what I want. <laughs> just <laughs> a crocodile <laughs> with like a proper tawie spray tan.
3: It could, uh, it could have a create your character thing when you set it up. Like, yeah, now we're talking. Create, create your eyes.
2: Or it could yeah. just go over
0: your whole body and just project whole different bodies. A velociraptor. Yeah. I love
2: that.
0: <laughs> You could just become a velociraptor. In fact, just when t- Apple can sell me a tablet, turn me into a living, breathing <laughs> murder dinosaur. Now, then technology's back on.
3: That's
1: disruptive. Yes. There you go, Johnny Ives. <laughs> Fucking saw that out. Um, let's move on to the Tower of Jocularity. <laughs>
0: Uh, I've had a bit of a difficult time coming up with a framing device for this one uh, so let's pretend you're in my VR parlour and I've got a number of games um, okay. which have all got very lucrative celebrity endorsement deals uh, but I haven't got okay, names okay. for the games and the rules is the names, all the words have to rhyme okay Uh, So I'll give you an example. The first one, this is one, Alice, you may have heard before. Uh, It's a game where you're playing with the uh, Fast and Furious franchise's (laughs) leading man uh, as he creates beautiful uh, paint-by-numbers images of small woodland carnivores. And that's, of course, um, Vin Diesel's Weasel Easel. Okay, right. (laughs) So the other games are named in a similar format. And I just want you to try and... uh, try and work out what they what they are called okay does that okay, make sense all
1: right. yes
0: so the first one uh we'll start easy uh puts you with uh, a friend of the podcast and witcher star um as he voyages uh, throughout um all, all the countries of europe uh looking at different types of really small smashed up rock
1: henry cavill's gravel travels yep that's right <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. Uh and you can use Google on this one if you like. Uh in this one uh a, a British national treasure who played M in the more recent James Bond films.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh,
0: plays a First World War officer uh burdened <laughs> with command uh, of a fortification entirely full of extremely muscular uh, man fish hybrids. Uh the the the, the fish in question is uh, uh the Latin name is Tinka Tinker, T I N C A. T I N C A. There's a lot of them mixed with humans, very muscly. Uh Okay. Judy okay.
3: Dench's hench tench trench.
2: trench, trench. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct, <yes. laughs>
0: So uh in this one, uh, it's set in the nineties and it's a, a man who hosts like a funny uh, home video clip show, uh, but he lives a, ho- a horrible double life. And he's got a Desert Eagle handgun uh, that he's had uh, imported. Um, you know, by like organised criminals, he's not allowed to have it. And the worst thing is, it's got this eerie etching of like a wide-eyed, emaciated grey monkey boy on the side.
2: Oh,
0: uh, and he's too afraid to fire it. Um, Desert Eagle handgun owned by a light entertainment clip man show. from the 90s.
1: 90s quit show, Jeremy Beagle's
3: <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Beagle's uh, Deagle Deagle illegal, Sme- Ill- Deagle. illegal, illegal, illegal,
0: <laughs> Deagle. Okay, so this one is uh. uh Dutch actor, he gave a legendary monologue uh, in Blade Runner, takes you through an intense 60 minutes of his fame, uh, his favourite uh, tall freestanding structures.
1: Rekha Hau's tower out?
0: Yep. Uh, this one's um, one of... I uh, Talking about Renfield earlier, actually, the lead actor has yeah. been doing a lot of movies for the money recently, and uh, none yeah. perhaps more so in this film, uh, where he plays a 1970s wizard uh, <laughs> lost in mindless fury and dressed in a wardrobe of inoffensive brown tones.
1: Okay, Nicolas Cage. Rage.
0: Beige.
1: I can't get the uh, wizard bit in in the 70s. It's
0: you never seen Nicolas Cage in The Rage of the Beige Mage? <laughs> Oh God! What about um the uh, famous Harry Potter actors um like Louis Theroux series where he goes to (laughs)
2: embed himself in the world? (laughs) Sorry, he's pleased with this (laughs) one—a
0: furry stoner boxing.
1: Okay, if we get the name, Daniel it, Radcliffe. Yes, Daniel Radcliffe.
0: Spliffs, uh, biffs, and
2: yiffs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my <Christ>. god! <laughs> <laughs> <And> finally, <laughs> it,
0: this one is just a barely interactive movie comprising six hours of fart outtakes from Britain's Got Talent in Simon Cowell's Howlin' Bowels. Oh, God. <laughs> Get out of my town. Rooker Howell's coming over.
1: Well, thank you for that, Nate. Yeah. Sorry, that was just a psychic attack. Yeah, I like the towers that are just a kind of... Uh, exploration of, of of what it is like to live as you. <laughs> um, Here are the
0: words I haven't been able to stop repeating in my mind for the last three days.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, that just about does it for this episode of the Electronic Wireless Show, but all that is left is to do some recommendations, because every week we recommend something that is not a video game. James, what are you recommending this week?
3: So, last week I confessed that I don't bother with sunscreen, maybe as often as I should, and have mm. since been understandably uh, chastened by both members of the rps discord <laughs> and people i know in real life who listen to the podcast <laughs> uh so i've been i've been lent a tube of i hope i'm pronouncing this right uh biosance it's b-i-o-s-s-a-n-c-e biosance sheer mineral sunscreen and it suits my needs by actually absorbing into my skin and not feeling like i'm slathered in chip fat and it's a, a, a moisturiser. So, uh, Wait, do you in have in a sensory
0: one. aversion to sun cream as well?
3: It's, I I don't like feeling like greasy and oily.
0: Yeah, I can't bear it. I've spent a life just uh, being annihilated by the unforgiving rays of the sun. Uh, so well, I, I guess yes, but I, I, I've been, Discord I've been... give me the bollocking now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very good. Okay. Oh, that's good. I'm glad that you'll go forward now safer (laughs) into the world
3: (laughs) I've improved as a person
1: Uh, my recommendation this week is The Rookie starring Nathan Fillion it is the worst TV show (laughs) I have seen in my entire life and I love it It's, it's it's about Nathan Fillion a 45 year old construction worker who gets a divorce and therefore quits his job and becomes a cop after uh being involved he was in the bank and a robber comes in and points a gun at him and he's like i'm going to become a cop uh, and it hard cuts to him starting his first day on the job after training uh, a friend of mine has theorized that actually he got shot in the bank robbery in this <laughs>
0: <laughs> love that kind
1: of dying <laughs> moments Ooh, of his please. brain <laughs> um, so thanks for that pk um uh but it is honestly the worst television show there is no character growth whatsoever every character like starts the episode with the same issue that they had in the previous episode and at the end of the episode you're asked to believe that you know they feel a bit better about said issue it doesn't matter you can skip from like the first episode of the first series to like the middle of the third series and it will be basically the same doesn't Um, that really lend
0: weight to your friends these are people trapped in hell reading i know
1: yeah yeah it does but it i cannot stress to you how how like unstoppable this show is like no situation is more than like 30 seconds away from like a child holding a gun or (laughs) in an episode I watched last night, a guy was trying to rob a place using a snake. He was holding a snake by (laughs) the tail and then the snake bit him in the neck. Um, A child thought they saw a ghost and it was an old lady walking around in a Victorian nightgown with a shotgun looking for her lost dog. Nathan happened. Fillion found the dog thirty seconds later in the episode and chased the dog to a house where he saw through a partially open curtain a kidnapping victim uh it moves at a blistering pace lads <laughs> The second ep- like series has a nuclear missile threat. What? I don't know how they g- I don't know how they're gonna escalate this show. there are five more seasons like good grief. I'm okay, very excited I'm on this' I looked in the Wikipedia. And it just has like two of the characters. It has like you know, James Smith plays uh Bradford, the d- officer, and also Dim Bradford's doppelganger. So that's gonna happen at some point. Are you? <laughs> just, um... They're just gonna have evil universe versions. It is also obviously blatant propaganda. Like no cop has ever done anything wrong in their life ever in this show. But like, are you for the long so bad.
0: On Do you wanna do you wanna go all in on it and watch all the I'm seasons?
1: Fully I'm watching all of it, yeah. I'm in season two right now.
0: I'm going to catch up with you. What what platform's are on?
1: Uh, you can get it on a few. I am watching it on uh, on demand, on Sky, on a Skybox set. The Rookie. Okay, right, I'm going to... I had to get Sky. But it's all over the place. It's... I genuinely... Oh, my God. There's one... I'm going to stop talking about The Rookie now. But there is one bit where, like... Two, because they're paired up, so there's a training officer and a rookie. And uh, there's one bit where a training officer is having to learn a manual about being a good leader, and he's asked his rookie to read it out to him. And he and he's and she's like, oh well, you know, she's like ribbing him, and she's like, oh, I'm just going to stop reading it. I mean, you'll have to read it again yourself to memorize it. And he says, no, I memorize stuff better by hearing it out loud. And her response to him is. I cannot even. It is the last thing <sighs> you would expect someone to say in that situation. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it. But there is no way you will be able to re- predict what she says in response to him saying that. No way.
0: I will report back no on way. this next week. I mean, uh, consider me hooked. <laughs>
1: I'll try and find that specific episode because it is, her response is deranged, but it's written as like a really serious, soft-talking, sensitive moment. I cannot, I cannot overestimate, like, the rookie presents the only argument against the writer's strike. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm really sorry if you're listening to this and you're a writer for The Rookie. But please get in touch. I just want to know how you break an episode. Because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, uh, Nate, what are you recommending this week? Uh,
0: for me, it is the uh, the role-playing game Orkborg by Grant Howitt, which, who, apart from being one of those things, like many things Grant does, like, infuriating me that I didn't make it myself, it's it, it's so wonderfully, perfectly what I like it's also one of the nicest bits of visual design uh, I've ever seen in a, an RPG supplement and that, that's saying a lot because um, yeah, Rowan, Rook and Deckard is uh, the 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 firm, mm-hmm. what made it, uh, do a really good line in very beautiful RPG supplements so yeah, Orkborg I think that's great
1: Lovely. Thank you very much, Nate. And thank you, listener, for joining us for this episode of the Electronic Wireless Show, Season 2, Episode 19. This is Rock Paper Shotgun's PC gaming podcast, and it's the only podcast you need. In my opinion, you can look up Rock Paper Shotgun on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok as well by just searching uh, for Rock Paper Shotgun. Uh, you can join the Discord, where Nate will now be chastened for his lack of um, uh, skin care. <laughs> Yeah, you can do anything online. <laughs> you can uh, check out the merch. Links for in the show notes. And you can, of course, uh, go to www.rockpapershotgun.com for all your PC gaming needs. But for now, it's goodbye from me, Alice Bell. It's goodbye from Shapes Archer. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Nate Crowley. <coughs>